Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home with locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues are back at it tomorrow after getting drilled by the Calgary Flames a couple of nights ago in Calgary. The Flames will be in town tomorrow night, 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff here on 101 ESPN. And then on Saturday, it's an afternoon game against the Jets. We have the pregame for you at 1 and the faceoff at 2 as the Blues will try to get back on the winning track. Uh, Homecoming for featured Blue Matthew Kachuk. Future Blue, I like to hear that. That's what I'm going to just call him from now on. Future Blue Matthew Kachuk. Okay, that's outstanding because... We're putting it in the universe. Well, and and it's not inaccurate at all. And uh, right now, Calgary leads the division. They have 61 points. Nashville in second with 57. And the Blues, who have a couple of games in hand against the Predators, trail the Predators by two points in the division. Colorado actually has a couple of games in hand on the Blues and have four more or six more points. Let's go to the... Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and we head into the Blues booth with Hall of Famer Bernie Federko, who joins us every Wednesday here on Carriker and Smallman. Good morning, Mr. Federko. How you doing? Good morning, Randy. I'm doing great, thanks. Hey, you've been through games like the Blues went through on Monday night. Were you pretty good at putting those games in the rearview mirror? Yeah, I think so. I think, Randy, everybody is. I mean, I think in the course of a year, 82 games is a lot of games, and I think that uh, sometimes things don't go well. And I, I think the good news is when things don't go well like that, I mean, everybody played bad, and I think everybody <laughs> is in a situation that they uh, understand they've got to be better. And the good news is that they get to play Calgary again uh, on Thursday night. Bernie, the, the Blues obviously had three games in four days. It looks at, at times during that game on Monday like they were absolutely gassed, which didn't help the cause of Jordan Bennington. He obviously got pulled before Ville Husso went in in the third period. What are you? What did you make of Jordan Bennington's performance in that game? How much of it was Jordan Bennington and how much of it was the team's performance as a whole? Well, you know what? I, I didn't. First of all, I didn't really like uh, the first goal that uh, Jordan gave up. I mean, I, I really didn't kind of like his body language in, in that game. But I mean, it wasn't his fault. I mean, he um, didn't get a lot of help out there by any means. But I mean, the first goal, I, I would th- I would say that he would want to have back. I mean, uh, uh, this is just a shot that goes over his glove right off the bat. It was one of those goals where you, for him especially. Uh, that's pretty rare because he is uh, very good, especially with his catching, uh, you know, glove uh, for that one to go in. But uh, after that, it was kind of downhill for everybody. I, I, you know, the support that he got was not there. Uh, I mean, Calgary crashed the crease the entire night. I mean, he got run into, he got slid into, he got uh, a lot of things that happened. So it, it was not good for him. But um, obviously, the goaltenders go through that. I mean, I, I think every every goaltender that's played knows that. Um, it's a team sport, and when things like that happen, it's not just your fault. It's uh, you've got to be better, and and he will be better. And I, I think that he's got enough confidence in himself that 
it's certainly not going to affect him. Uh, but it, w- it was it was really disappointing for for you know for, for him coming back to get that little support. But <laughs> it's going to happen uh, over his career, and he's just going to have to deal with it. But I mean, uh, at least you know they kind of righted the ship. Uh, they didn't give up any goals in the in the third period. It was Huso that was in though. But I, I don't I don't think it really would really matter who would have been in there, but it was good that uh, at least there was no goals going in in the third period. Bernie, you've been here for most of Blues history. You know what Blues fans like and what Blues fans get into. You see a guy like Matthew Kachuk, and granted, it was a great performance. Every every fan base would love having Matthew Kachuk, but how much does he match up with what you perceive the the, the classic Blue to be? Well, I mean, he, I mean, Matthew plays a, a blue-collar game. I mean, there's no question he's involved in the play all the time. I mean, he hit a great game the other night. And I think, obviously, when you, you grow up here and he's, you know, uh, been part of the city for so long, uh, every time he plays against the Blues, he obviously wants to play, you know, for his friends and, you know, his family that are watching him all the time. So, uh, but he is, he would be an ultimate, uh, you know, player. I mean, he I mean, he plays like his dad. Obviously, he goes to the front of the net and, and everybody – you know, knows here in St. Louis the success that Big Walt had, uh, uh, you know, by playing that, that, you know, power forward role. And Matthew the same way. So, I mean, Matthew is going to be a good player on whatever team he's on. I mean, certainly it would be nice for him to be a part of the Blues. But, I mean, uh, when you get drafted by a team like Calgary and, and, and you know, he's kind of the heart and soul of that team, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, I think that even, you know, with his contract problems that he had, uh, I think that he's probably going to be a Calgary Flame for, you know, as long as he wants to be or, and certainly Calgary would probably want him as long as they could keep him. And it's just, you know, there's there's free agency. There's things that happen in the game now. Uh, the guys have a lot more control over what they can do. But uh, uh, certainly he is a really good hockey player. Bernie, as we get closer to the All-Star game, when we look at the second half of the season, what's one thing that you look at this Blues team and you say, I want them to improve upon X in the second half? Well, they've got to start playing, you know, a more grinding style of hockey. I mean, I think that we we when we all know that when when playoffs come around, uh, the referees kind of put away their whistles a lot more and it becomes more of a grinding game, and uh, you have to be much more defensive. And and I think that's what uh, you know you can't give up seven goals in a game uh, like the Blues did uh, on Monday night in Calgary. So I mean, I, I think that they all know that they've got to play much more solid defensively. I think that. Uh, um, they've got to get the puck and they've got to grind it in the offensive zone, do a little more cycling. Um, but, but, you know, this is a team that's kind of uh, really different. And I said this the other night when I was on, is that I don't think that any team in the league, we were, I, you know, we, we were always looking for identities from, from teams. I don't know if we've even found an identity with, with any team in the league because there's been so much COVID. There's been so many injuries. There's been, and there really has never been a consistent lineup for any team in the league so far. So I, I think each and every night, uh, you know, there's been so many different lineup changes that, that no one really has been able to get to their own identity. So I think that, and I'm hoping that in this last half of the year that um, that the COVID goes away and that everybody gets their full rosters and, and, and we, we see what the team's identities are. And then I think that you can um, really kind of gauge more things that were going to happen, what you have to do and how you have to play. Uh, if you're not a grinding team, maybe you have to play for more finesse and, and you can win that way as well. So I'm still waiting to see a lot of the teams what, what their identity is going to be. And, I'm, I was, and I love what the Blues have right now because we talk about the depth that they have up front. Uh, they're so deep. They can score goals. 
Um, but, you know, defensively, I think there's things that they have to do, and I think Dave recognized that as well. Bernie, I, I want you to validate a, a thought that I have, and you don't have to. You can disagree with me if you want. I never saw Buchanovich play because he was in the Eastern Conference with the Rangers, and we saw Saad a lot, but we didn't see him every day. I didn't think that Saad and Buchnevich were going to fit into that that Blues identity, that heavy style play, as well as they have. Are you at all surprised that those guys are such great fits for what the Blues want to do? Uh, no, I don't think I'm surprised. I mean, I, I, I think I'm like you, Randy. I didn't really see Buchnevich that, uh, that much. I mean, Saad, I knew, you know, from from his days, you know, with 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 Chicago, with with the. Uh, Columbus and and even you know be last year in Colorado that I, I knew what type of player it was and and I think that you know he plays a lot like what Jordan uh, what's uh, Jaden Schwartz played like mm-hmm. I mean there's it's kind of that smaller I mean you know he's a grinding forward but he's not a big guy that that will go to the front of the net so I think that he was going to be fit I didn't know much about Vucinavich other than that he scored 20 goals last year for the Rangers and um, I've been very impressed with him he's a big kid I mean he goes hard to the net. He's got great skills, and he, he's really almost like a passer first, uh, then a shooter. And here's a guy that got 20 goals last year. So uh, it's been great that they they fit in. And I, I think that uh, really says a lot about the scouting department for the Blues, the pro scouting guys that are out there. I mean, it says a lot of what Doug Armstrong is looking for something. He seems to almost, always find what he wants and what, what the fit needs to be. So uh, both guys have really fit in, and um, I think that that's why we keep talking about why this team is so good up front is because they've got so much depth, they've got so much talent. Uh, and and when, once they, you know, figure out exactly what the way they're supposed to play, I think that they're going to really be hard to beat. Bernie Federico, always great to have you with us. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you on Bally tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Have a great day, too. See you later. That's the Hall of Famer, Bernie Federico on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.